the Boston Celtics make a very loud statement with a huge win over the Philadelphia 76ers, but they lose Marcus Smart. I'm going to talk about it right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Thank you for making the show part of your daily routine and your first listen every day. Thank you for doing so. Wherever you get your podcast, this show is free. It's available everywhere. It's on YouTube. And I do thank everybody who's been subscribing to the YouTube page. I am now 24, 24 subscriptions away from that 4,000. I said I've wanted 4,000. To head into the all-star break, 24 subscriptions away from 4,000. So if you're new, hit that subscribe button. You're going to get this podcast Monday through Friday. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. And I am one of the media voters for the Celtics 75th anniversary team, which I will be talking about more in depth during the all-star break. Boston Celtics make a huge statement in Philadelphia with a 135-87 to win, a game that the Celtics led at one point by 51 points. The Celtics walked in to the Wells Fargo Center and shut that crowd up. And if I've said, I've said this a million times, if you're new, uh, when I was playing, and a lot of players feel this way, There's nothing like walking into an opposing arena, an opposing gym with loud fans and everybody hating you and everybody programmed to cheer and be as loud as possible and to walk in there and to shut them up and to walk out of there with everyone in that arena just like, "Eh, well, well, that is a great feeling. That sound of silence. From the opposing crowd is just perfect. Ime Odoka said the same thing when he first took the job. He was talking about how much he loved quieting a crowd when he was a player. And he, I asked him directly after this game, said, do you have the same feeling as a coach? And he says, yes. And it was, it was a great moment for him because he's like, yeah, absolutely. Walking into Wells Fargo. And, and if you're new to the podcast, I've also said this a bunch of times. Philadelphia on the road might be my favorite place to go watch a Celtics game. As much as I love the TD Garden and all of that stuff, that atmosphere, that arena is so full of Boston hate that it just makes every game there, this, there's this palpable like anger and, and disdain for Boston in that building. So it just ramps everything up to to a different level. Obviously, I love watching games at TD Garden, but that crowd is always supposed to be up. And they are such a great crowd at TD Garden. 
and and they they will like Celtics fans will they you don't need to be prompted by the jumbotron you don't need it just it's loud and it's awesome there but there's something about that that Philly atmosphere and I think it taps into what I was just saying feeling all of that hate in the building you just like oh yeah I want I want to shut these guys up that's exactly what Boston did from the beginning they walked out from the beginning and smacked the Sixers. The, let, the numbers here, real quick, Jalen Brown, 29 points on 10 of 17 shooting, eight rebounds, three assists. Jason Tatum, 28 points on nine of 17 shooting, four of eight from three for him. They Those were the two leaders. 18 off the bench from Aaron Neesmith. How about that? Uh, 11 from Derek White and 12 from Grant Williams. Statement win. This is an absolute statement win. There's no other way to put this. The Celtics have put the East on notice. They are now in the mix. They are not that that surprise. Oh, I wonder what's going on with them. Like that team is gone. It's done. I've been trying to say that that team has been gone and it's done for a little while, but people just wouldn't believe me because of the level of competition that they were playing. Now they've beaten Denver. Now they've beaten Atlanta. And now they walked into Philly with an MVP frontrunner in Joel Embiid, and they smacked the crap out of the Sixers. Now do you believe what I'm saying? You should. Because what I've been saying is this team is playing differently. They're getting it. They're starting to play differently. Their, their defense has been out of this world. Let's look at the numbers here. East. Best point differential now for the Boston Celtics by a full point. Their defense is ranked second in the NBA. Second in the NBA for the whole year. Uh, Less than half a point behind the Golden State Warriors. Since January 1st, Boston's defensive rating is 100.4. They're giving up 100.4 points per 100 possessions since January 1st. If you want to just do the winning streak, they're they're giving up 95.5 points per 100 possessions. And teams aren't getting 100 possessions. So in this winning streak, in these nine games, the difference between first place Boston, the 95.5, and second is bigger than the distance between second and 27th. The distance between one and two is bigger than the distance between two and 27. So this Celtics defense has been good. It's gotten better and it continues to get better. Daniel Tice, huge game sliding into Robert Williams role and just Celtics just didn't miss a beat. He played some great pick and roll defense where good positioning stayed between the man and the ball. Uh, I'm the, the 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 guy who was rolling the roller and in, in, in the ball handler staying in a good spot where he could get back and kind of contest a lob, but could still kind of move forward and and if the guy shot like if the player shot then he could contest that like he he was in really good position he had four block shots in this game just overall really good defense from Daniel Tice sliding right on in uh, the Celtics defense has is just it's it's really just 
deflating for the other team. You look at Joel Embiid, and how many times did Derek White sneak up from behind him with a double team out of nowhere and and steal a ball, deflect the ball, or whatever, make things uncomfortable for Joel Embiid? That was that was a, a very big thing. Like Joel Embiid finished with 19 points, but he was 13 of 16 from the line. Early on, he was drawing a ton of fouls, and some of them were questionable. But in this game, uh, Embiid was, I think, frustrated by the physicality that Grant Williams played him with when he had to, was frustrated by the double teams that came from different angles and his teammates not making shots. And I know he was frustrated because he left the game without talking to the media. So that's, that's, that's a, not a great thing to, to have happen there. So Celtics did a good job all the way around. And I think the East needs to be aware that the Celtics, it took them a while to get here. It took them a while. As I run on Boston sports journal, Clark Griswold would have gotten there faster, but they got here and you play that little game of, well, if I told you before the season started that you'd go into the all-star break, potentially three and a half or, or three games out of first place. And you know, you, you would take it right. And yeah, you, I, I would take that. How they got here is important, but more important is they are here. They recognize how they're playing. They, Jason Tatum after the game was talking about the importance of pitching the ball ahead and getting good offensive possessions and putting pressure on the defense. And I'm like, oh my God, I've been saying this from the beginning. Stop walking the ball up the floor. Push the pace. Get up the floor. See, probe the defense. It's basic stuff. And they're finally starting to embrace it. And I think some credit has to go to the coach. Ime Adoka challenged these guys to be better. And they, he, he compared it to like raising a kid. And sometimes you, you know, you raise a kid and that kid doesn't want to do everything you say on the first, the, the first time you say it. But after a while, the kid starts to realize like, oh, if I do do it this way, it's actually better. The Celtics are moving the ball. Doc Rivers said it after the games. Like, hey, the dribble penetration, the, the ball movement, this is a different team. They used to be much more ISO. Now it's a different team. The Celtics are now alone in sixth. They are a game behind Philly for fifth. They're a game and a half behind Milwaukee. Bucks and Sixers play Thursday. So if the Celtics win and beat the Detroit Pistons on Wednesday night, they're going to make up some ground somewhere here. Three and a half games out of first. And the rest of, what, 20, 23 games left? I don't think the Celtics are going to get into the top seed, but this is exactly where we thought they would be beginning the season, that they'd have a good defense, an offense that was eh, and they'd be in a fight for that 4-5 game, potentially third, maybe as low as sixth, but 4-5 is right where we thought they would be. Guess where they are. Guess where they are. Statement made in this game. 
Now you got to go out and just beat Brooklyn. And <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, Detroit. Got to go out there and beat Detroit. Brooklyn's been playing like Detroit. Maybe that's why I got confused. Uh, much more on this coming up next. I'll continue this in, in just a minute. First, let's talk about prize picks because if you're looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA, you need to try this prize picks app, uh, prizepicks.com. It's daily fantasy made easy. I've had a lot of people come up to me and say, hey, you know, I've tried this out and I love it. So super simple to, to do. You pick two to five players and an over under on their projections and you queen up to 10 times on any entry. And the thing is, this is the real fun part. You versus the projected numbers. Not you versus a bunch of experts. Not you versus somebody who can afford a supercomputer or a bunch of computers and, and can calculate algorithms and stuff. No, you and the numbers. You can make these entries in 60 seconds or less. It's safe, you get fast withdrawals. You can use the award-winning app. It's both on the App Store or on Google Play. And any prop you can think of really, points scored, rebounds, steals, it even allows mixed sport entries. So you used to be able to do it with football, but now you can do like uh, college basketball. You can do NBA and college basketball, uh, soccer, uh, MMA. Just, you can mix and match. Uh, it's, it's really up to you. It's really customizable. For a limited time, PrizePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all Locked On Celtics users. You get $50 free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point, got to use the code NDA, and it, you get, basically, they're giving you money, giving money away. It's an exclusive offer for Lockdown Celtics fans. Sign up today, use the promo code NBA for $50 free. It's If a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point, go check it out, prizepicks.com or download the app. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Why not make Locked On Now your second listen? Locked On Now is a great recap of the night in the NBA. Go to the Locked On NBA uh, YouTube page or wherever you get your podcast. Basically, each side, each team records a couple-minute reaction so you can get two minutes from, from me and two minutes from like wh whatever teams are playing. Uh, you get both sides of the story. Uh, for most of these games. So go check it out. It's a great recap of the night in the NBA. Uh, let's then dive a little bit deeper in this game because the Celtics came out um, really, really strong. 16-4 uh, run to start the game. Joel Embiid was living at the line. But um, I thought even him fighting through and drawing those fouls was wearing him down. Uh, I think the combination of the Celtics' defense – and the ineptitude on the Philly side kind of wore him out. And at, at, in the third quarter, when the Celtics came out and, and really scorched them in the third quarter, Joel was done. He was just never going to do anything uh, much after that. Uh, Marcus Smart did turn his ankle in the second quarter, and this doesn't look good. Ime Adoka says he rolled the ankle pretty bad. He stepped on Joel's foot, was limping noticeably. We'll check him out, see how he feels. Didn't look very good walking out, but we'll see. So it didn't look good. Um, I would not expect Marcus Smart in the game against Detroit. I don't think you need Marcus Smart to beat Detroit. If you do, then you know they're going to negate a lot of what I'm saying. I mean, I guess I'm putting myself a little bit out there on a limb because I'm saying the Celtics are back. The Celtics are who they are. This is the team that we thought they were going to be. They've made this statement. 
this is it. This is, this is the team that I was looking at. This is the team that I was looking for. And I said, okay, when it's, when it's operating at its best, this is what it can do. Now they are, I think on, on such a roll right now, they're going for 10 wins in a row, which no one expected nine or 10 wins in a row, but I did expect five or six somewhere here. And, and I did expect them to make a move. I always expected them to be in that middle of the Eastern conference pack. So I hope that they don't go out and lose to the Pistons. Um, They seem to be getting it and they seem to be uh, understanding the right mentality to have. And in this, this notion of go out there and play your best every game and don't, you know, it starts. It started with that nameless, faceless opponent thing that Ime was bringing up. That don't look at the Orlando's and the New Orleans and those teams in front of you. That's just you're playing live. You're playing a live opponent. Go out there and just play your best. Do what you do best. So hopefully that continues into Detroit. So they won't have Smart. I doubt they'll have Smart. I guess no official. De- Nothing official has been named yet, but I don't expect Smart to play in that game. They do have a week of the All-Star break to let him rest that ankle. Hopefully, it's not too bad. And But if there's a silver lining, it's if there if there is a need to miss games, at least this week of the All-Star break is allowing for a little bit of a, a, a break. You come back from the all-star break, you play Brooklyn on the 24th. Are they going to be whole or are they going to still be missing? You know, they're they're at Brooklyn. So no Kyrie, unless the New York guidelines change. And at that point, maybe still no, no Durant. So that that's a break. Then you go to Detroit, another game against Detroit, and then you go to Indy. And that's, that's, if, you, if you're going to have to deal without Marcus Smart, let's just say for a week or two, that's you got the all-star break and potentially three easy-er, easy-ish opponents. And then you come back in March with Atlanta and Memphis and Brooklyn at home. The Atlanta-Memphis. Memphis is going to be a tough one. I can't wait to go watch that game. Uh, that's going to be fun. March becomes a little bit tougher, but if if – it takes just a couple of weeks to get smart back and hopefully not much longer than that. Depending. I'm just kind of like looking at worst case scenario. This is, this is, if there's any right time to, to get hurt, this is it. So, and maybe you hold out Robert Williams against Detroit and you let Tice kind of work his way in. And you, hopefully Cornette and those other guys can, can carry you through. Uh, so the Celtics are in a good spot. So uh, back to, Back to the game here where there was a key moment. The key moment in this game was in the second quarter, the Sixers made a 10-0 run. And this is two and a half minutes to go in the second quarter. And there's a little grumble, a little like, hmm, Celtics were up by 27, cruising. And here come the Sixers. All right, a little bit of a run, 10-0 run, two and a half minutes to go, 17-point lead, a little bit of a danger zone. In the past, 
at their worst prior to this winning streak, this is where things would go wrong, right? In the, in the December run, the Celtics being up 27 in the second quarter, it's not out of the ordinary for this Boston Celtics team, but a 10 0 run would have gotten to what? Say it along with me. Take a guess. What's your guess? 15 0, 16 4, 20 2, somewhere in that range. Did I get one of them? That second quarter run in the past would have, would have, gotten this lead for sure single digits by halftime instead over that last 226 Ime calls a timeout 11-1 run if you notice a lot of times after these timeouts the Celtics do respond Ime challenges these guys and they respond 11-1 run they go back up 27 into, into the halftime. And then what's the other element that the Celtics in the past would have done? Not only would they have let this thing get into single digits, there would have been a third quarter, like 10-2 run, and it would have been a tie game early, like with nine minutes to go in, in the third quarter. And, and then it would have been a dogfight after that. What did the Celtics do in the third quarter? 16-6 start to the third quarter. That's your ball game right there. So early run, great. Celtics were hot. That's fine. Celtics were moving the ball. Get a couple of lucky bounces, uh, a, a misfire pass that Marcus Smart ends up turning into a fast break layup. Um, those things are starting to go right. The luck is starting to turn around a little bit. But that type of stuff, that, that type of game there, is the, the second quarter that end of second quarter, that's, that's where this Celtics team has really responded. This is not something that this, this team would have done a couple of weeks ago, and now they're doing it. The mental toughness, listening to the coach, responding, understanding what it takes, and doing it. Going to come back, going to talk about this defense. This defense is something else. And this is where the Celtics really have a strong chance to do something special. First, Bet Online has you covered for everything when it comes to laying a couple of bucks down. Football is over, but basketball, we're right in the thick of things. Uh, Celtics, obviously. Uh, I'm, I'm rooting for Providence College. And I think they, just, they had a tough game while the Celtics game was going on, uh, but they are right in the thick of things. You can bet on basketball, pro and college hoops. For all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props, where to find the, where to find out where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your scores, podcasts, news this season. BetOnline is also your source, hockey, basketball, boxing, UFC, Olympic coverage, so head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. How about Locked On Bets, your second listen? Just told you about Bet Online. Check out Locked On Bets, your boy Q, Lee Sterling. They'll give you some good advice. And you can take that advice over to Bet Online and maybe it'll help you win a couple of bucks. So check out Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcast. 
One thing that I loved about Jason Tatum's game and Jalen Brown too, but Jason especially, there was a point there where when Embiid was off the floor. So at the beginning, this game started out with the Celtics coming out, shooting well from three. The shots were falling, right? A little bit of a course correction over the course of the season now. Celtics, the shots are starting to fall. The percentages are starting to tick upwards. Again, in the past, we're comparing like December to February here. But Jason Tatum comes out, hits a couple of three-pointers. What's Jason Tatum normally do? What has he done this season? Relies on those three-pointers. You're going to get a a 12 three-pointer game in this one. Nope. Once Embiid goes off the floor, Tatum starts attacking. And that was really uh, great to see. And the Celtics as a whole started attacking. You knew that Embiid was going to have to come off the floor at some point. And when he did, the Celtics took it right to the hole. They attacked. They got to the line. It was uh, it was really great to see. And another thing I love to see was them attacking and really going at him when he was in the game. And they actually got to the rim a little bit. Hopefully that carries over. My biggest fear has always been how do the Celtics respond when they're facing a shot blocker? And in this one, I think they responded well. And then later in the game, uh, especially when the game was kind of a little out of hand and they could, could just attack a little bit more and without real consequence, they still were able to draw and beat away and they finished at the rim still. So that was super, super important. Uh, but really, I think when you look at this team, It all starts with the defense. And like I said at the beginning, this defense gives the Celtics a chance to do something that maybe is a little unexpected. Now, I'm sitting here like ready to take victory laps because I've been the one along the way that said, hey, look, this team's playing poorly and we're not going to excuse poor poor play and, and, and a lot of the things that we said going along, but I've also been pretty consistent in saying this is not who the Celtics are. And when we finally see a full health squad, everybody together, we're going to start to see what this team is really made of. And when we finally get to a stretch of the schedule where everybody can kind of play together and maybe, maybe things ease up a little bit, then we might get, get a little bit of a run. And now they're playing this defense, which hopefully Robert Williams can be back soon. And Marcus Smart can be back soon. Cause you throw those two together with Derek white and now Daniel Tice, you now have a seven man rotation. That's, really, really good defensively, like really, really good. And if the Celtics are able to turn the defense into offense and not have to rely on half court, spot up, all of that other stuff, then this team has has a, a chance to surprise somebody. We've talked about how the lack of shooting has hurt the Celtics and in the half court, it certainly hurts. It certainly hurts because the lack of spacing 
clogs, clogs things up. Um, it makes Tatum and Brown settle a little bit. And if all you're doing is playing half court offense, then you're going to have, you're going to have issues. This team's going to have issues in the half court. So how do you turn that into some sort of viable offense? You get stops and you run off of rebounds and Tatum after the game talked about pitching it, pitching it ahead. And in fact, I'll, I'll read you the quote. He says, I do think that even simple stuff like myself or someone getting the rebound, just kicking the ball ahead. I think we've emphasized that a lot. Even if it doesn't always lead to transition or fast break, just kick the ball ahead, put a little pressure on the defense, and then we get set. I think something as small as that, uh, that everyone has bought into, taught us to play with more pace, and everyone can just be a little bit more involved. And as I said before, like this is, I hear this quote and it's like, oh my God. <laughs> Thank you for, for realizing this. But this is what the defense, defense to offense does. Okay. You get a rebound, you turn and you look up. Whoever grabs the rebound, and Tatum grabs a lot of rebounds because the Celtics switch a lot. So what ends up happening is your guards and your wings end up being closer to the rim a lot of times because you're switching. And if your bigs are out there in the perimeter, then smalls are going to take try to want to shoot. Uh, you know, shoot threes or take them off the dribble and whatever you can, you're going to have guards and wings in their rebounding. So if your guards and wings are in their rebounding, there's a tendency to just grab it and go, but you can grab and go, but then look up and see who's, who's streaking up the wings. Who's, who's just ahead of you. Did you get it? If you're, if you're Jason Tatum and you get it and Marcus smart is 10 feet ahead of you, are you going to pass it to him or are you going to just dribble it up yourself? Or are you just going to be like, Oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to walk this up. Let's just get it, get ourselves together. Let's run a play. Like, no, get that ball up to smart. And then smart's going to turn and get it up to whomever is up ahead of him. And let's see, you have 24 seconds on the shot clock. You get that rebound. You're at 24. Look up. If you pass the ball from the restricted area to the hash mark, that takes a second. And then from there to the other hash mark, that takes a second. You can get a second, second and a half. You can get that over half court and still have 21 seconds on the shot clock, 22 seconds on the shot clock, and be over half court. And then did the other team get back? Okay, if they did, then you pull it out. All right, let's get set. Good defense, you got back. No problem. You're still in the exact same spot than if you walked up the floor. But if you push it up there and all of a sudden, I don't know, Jalen Brown is up ahead and a big is in front of him. You're like, oh, well, let me, let me, you know, inside out dribble this guy, get him off balance, and then go by him. And then if somebody else is running the floor while while the guy who has the mismatch on the wing is is being like everybody's flocking to him like oh we got to help this person someone else is cutting behind and it's an easy basket you put up the points however you can and then in the half court you deal with it but if you can put up those points and stop the other team from scoring now your defense has created offense and stopped the other team's offense this defense is good enough 
to give them a chance against just about anybody. And if you go up against Philly, this that would be an interesting series. If the Celtics face the Sixers, that would be an interesting series. Al Horford can defend Joel Embiid to some level. And then all of the digging and doubling that you saw, the Celtics have a chance in a, in a series like that. Throw Harden into that mix, and it would be very difficult, but the Celtics have a chance. That's what this defense does. Without even adding the, the buyout guys and with getting a little bit of production from the bench guys, this defense is elite. This defense is playing at a super, super high level. It's connected. They're communicating. It's exactly what we had hoped for. It's exactly what Ime Odoka was looking for. They, they, they're figuring it out. And this, this defense that we saw against Philly, kicking it ahead and, and creating offense, mix in some shot making, some shots actually falling, and you got a recipe for a 50-point win. So much more to talk about with this, but the Celtics do play the Detroit Pistons on Wednesday. So I will be talking about the Pistons game after that, and then we'll wrap up the week going back and picking through some of the uh, extraneous stuff that I didn't talk about in the Philly and Detroit games because keeping it to about half an hour or so on the podcast. uh, We'll wrap it up with kind of like a recap of both games and, and some of the things that kind of fell through the cracks. Hopefully the Celtics are able to get past Detroit without needing much from Smart or Tatum or Brown or anything like that. I guess the when you look at the, the final statistics, the best statistic is that no one on the Celtics played more than 30 minutes a game in this game, which is great. So hopefully Marcus Smart is okay and the Celtics defense can be okay moving forward. I hope you are okay with subscribing. <laughs> subscribe to the podcast. Uh, really looking for people to subscribe to the YouTube page. Uh, again, I'm about 20, probably a little, a little bit less by the time you get there, but 20 or so subscribers short of 4,000. My goal was 4,000 by the all-star break. Can we get to 4,000 by the time the Celtics hopefully beat the Detroit Pistons? Can you help me out? If you are a regular subscriber, you can do that by sharing the podcast, telling your friends, telling everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.